You are listening to Mommying While Muslim podcast, where hosts Uzma and Zeba share their personal stories of mommying in a post 9-11 world. This podcast is designed with the Muslim American mom in mind, so grab a cup of coffee and pull up to their table. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mommy Well Muslim Podcast. This is Osma Jaffrey. And this is Zeva Hassan. And we, I'm just going to go right into this because we are going script, scriptless, off the cuff, but we're going to get ready, achieving the impossible with none other than, do, 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 drum roll, please, Zeva and Uzma. Yay! Yeah. You know, I I realize it's been a while since you've kind of um, had an opportunity to have this like candid conversation with the two of us. And, you know, the truth of the matter is you and I have evolved so much. Literally, we're going scriptless right now. And I'm so excited for you because normally you would be like freaking out. And the fact that you're not. um, And I don't necessarily like to talk about our achievements and the things that we're we're working on. But guess what? I'm super excited and ready to to share all those things with the world. But you know what? We're going to kick it off right now like we always do is, Osma, what is your momming story and your momming philosophy for the people that kind of don't know um, you on a personal, intimate level? Well, uh, I am Osma Jaffrey co-host of Mommy Will Listen Podcast. MD, MD, Dr. Doctor Uzma <laughs> Joffrey. Yes. And my first role is mom. When people ask me what I do for a living, I'm a mother. Um, and then, yes, I do earn my living as a physician and I explore and indulge my passions by podcasting. It is the unexpected surprise of my life, um, kind of like motherhood, but uh, it's so fun. It's like our fifth baby and I absolutely love it. And I'm glad to be here and glad to, a little bit hesitant, but glad overall with us. So Zeba, why don't you introduce yourself for those people who don't know, and then tell us why you are appropriate for this particular series and maybe introduce the series to the listeners. Okay. Okay. So my name is Zeba Hassan. I am also a mama of four. I always joke that Usman and I, between the two of us, we have over 35 plus years of experience, combined experience of parenting. My oldest is 20 and he is um, in his second year of college. We'll talk about that. I went to visit him this weekend and ooh, I had to was stepping over garbage stuff and I had to like let my, let my expectations go. So, you know, I'm kind of in that um, phase of my life. Um, I have three boys boys and a girl, um, all of which, like Uzma says, I am mom first and all of the other things um, afterwards. And why I feel like we would be um, good at good, amazing people for, and guests for this particular series, which is essentially moms kicking, you know what, um, and doing amazing things is because we absolutely are. One, we've kind of created this um, platform at Mommy One Muslim podcast um, to help elevate and promote uh, Muslim women and Muslim moms, particularly because we, they're not necessarily getting promoted. And it started off as in we were literally washing dishes while we would podcast. No, and now no, no, no. No, okay. I was, I was, Osma was not. <laughs> I don't wash dishes, okay. first of all. And then second of yeah, all. she does not. She does not like to do those things. Um, <laughs> not and then, <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> and then it's kind of like now literally an award-winning podcast um and we are alhamdulillah by god's grace and we don't take any of that for granted and we really try to use our platform for good and to to help the muslim ummah to the best that we can through the commonalities of parenting and that's bridging that gap you know because regardless of what um we're thinking or doing, we all want what's best for our children and wanting to create a future for them that is beneficial for all. And why not start there? So being a mother is a, uh, my, my first and foremost thing. And my momming philosophy is kind of from this positive parenting, um, which also translates to prophetic parenting for people that don't know that because it was really um, uh, the original, the OG, I would have to say was really more of that prophetic parenting um, and teaching, teaching discipline as teaching versus discipline, uh, discipline as punishment. Right. So I know you, you've evolved in the last five years that we've been doing this. I've evolved in the last five years. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to ask you what is something that you've witnessed of me that has kind of changed and evolved over this um, this journey that we've been taking and that we lovingly call momming while Muslim. Like, I love that you've always been a confident woman who always knew what she wanted, who always knew who she was, where you were in that particular phase of your life, since we have known each other our whole lives, essentially. Um, Literally. Yeah. So <laughs> in the last five years of doing this podcast, what I have noted, and just right now, I feel like there was a lot of more imposter syndrome that you had yes. to overcome, or I felt I experienced you overcoming. And it was always kind of like, well, why would people listen? What's our expertise? Let's take some courses. And I mean, I feel like you have this really long CV now because you've gotten yourself <laughs> certified in all kinds of parenting things. Meanwhile, I was just researching the Islamic parenting books that are out there and saying, these suck. Like I've read these. They're not very helpful. There's like one that I like, yeah, you know, and it's still very instructional. It's more of a reference book and not like, how do we actually like practically hands-on give me examples of how do we fix this? And I feel like we've done that through the podcast. And I feel like, you know, I was more in that regard, seat of my pants and you were more, we need to be strategic about this. And now this morning you're like, well, let's just talk about us. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you're like, we're kick-ass moms. Like we can do this. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm surprised every day about how I, I don't hear the imposter syndrome coming out of your mouth anymore. And that to no. me, I mean, as your friend, as your sister, as, you know, Hala looking at your moms, I'm like, wow, what a gift to all of yes. us. Do yourself I, first and foremost. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. And, you know, we, we all go through this journey and I've been blessed and fortunate to go through it with you on camera through this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, for good, bad and the ugly. Yeah. And for me, I love that you, you were always like, everything has to be super perfect and I have to do everything by myself and da, 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 da. And honestly, that was manifesting itself in like, you know, um, health issues for you mm -hmm. and, you know, things like that. And as your friend and as somebody that's known you pretty much your whole life, like I did not like that you were carrying that stress. I would say Ozma's an A plus personality <laughs> type. I'm a B plus personality type. Um, the things that I care about, I really care about and other things I'm like letting it go. Right. But that the, um, you've always been there to help other people. And now you're open and receptive to receiving help, which I think is such a beautiful gift to yourself and to our listeners and audiences because you're modeling by behavior and because we can't we cannot do it all mm -hmm. we're not 
supposed to do it all. We were always supposed to be um, raising children and family in a collective um, environment in, in a village for the, for lack of a better phrase. And the fact that we're in our own individual silos, we feel when you are so um, accomplished, like you are, was like, I've known this girl since, like I said, we were in diapers. She has always said, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Every single thing that is on her list that she said she was going to do, she did. Made, but what wasn't on her list was that self-care piece, was that I'm going to, you know, it, and the fact that she's doing that now is such, I feel like, an amazing example of what we can do, that you can do it all, but not at the same time. Right. Well, I really right? appreciate that perspective. Thank you. I I did think that I did very good self-care, but a lot of it was very superficial. Yeah. The, it's like, oh, I'm going to get a massage. Yeah. Or I'm gonna da, da, da. and that self-care really isn't about that. Yeah, it's not. That's very like I mean it's important, but it's not this deep level of being okay letting somebody handle a non-essential task. Yes. Um, so that was really big for me. Yeah, it was really hard. You had to like take it out of my cold dead hands. But I'm glad that you did. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I was like, you don't need to be that person to you do don't need to stay up this. until three in the morning like getting this done like it's yeah it's we're not done. doing that because what people don't realize that in addition to our four kids and you know the podcast which by the way is really a full-time job you know that we you know separate and do our own things we have our own individual jobs and companies that we're running so it really is a labor of love mm -hmm. And it does require a lot of work to to be as consistent as we are and to get out. And, you know, I have to say that I love that you do those things that I don't want to do. And I, I happen to do the things you don't want to exactly. do. So we're a great partnership yeah. where that is. So if anything, there's a lesson learned. Find somebody that is the exact opposite of you in all ways. And you're going to have a great partnership. I don't feel like we're exact opposites in all ways, but like it's good not to be complete mirror images of each other. I feel like we're yes, more of a jigsaw. That's true. That's, true. that's a good, that's a good way. Right? I love that. That's I love good. That. Like we jigsaw each other. So I appreciate that. So um, tell the audience a little bit about the series or why we had to do it before the next series is coming up. Yes. Um, so we, we wanted to, first of all, where we get to meet, um, be introduced, um, read about, Muslim women doing fabulous, fabulous things. And you'd be surprised by, you can, and, and we can only feature four, obviously, because our series are, are four, but we probably could do an entire year. Because um, I feel like all of our guests on some capacity are doing amazing things. They're putting in the work, um, they're being hands on. Why this is so important. One, I mentioned a little bit about like the modeling, um, the aspiration. One of the questions that Usman and I get the most is kind of like, how do you guys do it all? And we're just kind of like, we're, we're, we don't pretend that we're doing everything perfectly, but there, but we can um, emulate after so many women that we've been meeting that they have been doing. So we, what we've done is taken um, a little, we've learned and grown 
individually from all these women and these past guests that we've had on the show. So what we wanted to do was highlight a few of them. A lot of them have been um, recommended from other people, which is the biggest blessing, right? Because when you can be um, like, hello, you are one of these moms that kick ass. One, we're promoting them. We're giving them the mic again. And we're showing people that there are multiple ways where you can quote unquote kick you know what? Um, I'll let Uzma say the word and I will not. But it's one of those things where you're just like, okay, so uh, kicking butt is not just, you know, having all these accolades, all these titles behind your name, all of these things. Sometimes it's as simple as, you know, you're providing a safe space for somebody else to talk, or you've decided like one of our guests, I'm going to, you know, go back to school. I, I, I had one part of my journey and now I'm, I'm starting something different. So, you know, being successful is not this materialistic um, societal expectation of what being successful is. And we want to show the audience that we see you, we are you, and we want to help promote you. I love that. That's a very good summary. I was just going to say it's this month is moms that we've gotten recommendations from our listeners for. Like they've turned in these moms said, hey, is there any way you can feature them? And some of these we were recommended a long time ago. We were like, okay, well, because we operate in a serious format, we're going to have to create a whole nother series. And because we schedule so far ahead, this is when we fit it in. And it's kind of the placeholder right now for our what's going on in the world right now uh, with Palestine. And so we have a series, an emergency series on Palestine coming up because that's one of the things that we have the privilege of being able to do is pivot and we've done it many times with the entire podcast. We've had to do it with our podcast series before. And this is one of those situations where just having a webinar, just having a healing circle, this is unprecedented. Yeah, This genocide is absolutely unprecedented. It has to be presented in a different way. It has to get that focus, get those eyes and ears on it that it deserves because I'm 46 years old. I have never seen it presented in the appropriate way. Not when we had three news channels you would think it would get better with all of the social media and all of the channels and the 24 hour news that we have now. And it doesn't like something as simple as a friend's character dying off can replace the news of 8,000 people being killed, murdered in their beds. So I think this is really important. So next month at the close of the year, December, we have assembled a bunch of Palestinian experts. We're still trying to get a couple more It's a little bit harder to do this last minute, but we're going to get it done. We're going to bring it to you and get these experts on Palestine, not because they need any voices. They are out there in the world talking. They're doing the thing. They've been doing it every single day of their lives because they are Palestinian, some of them from the diaspora. And we're trying to get somebody in Gaza, but it seems inappropriate to be interviewing somebody who's literally fighting for their life right now. And we are very cognizant of that and are not going to, I think a lot of it is because we're not ready. We're not ready to hear from it. And then whatever access they have that is already limited, as we all know, we want them to save it for life-saving measures. So we're not going to go in there. It's important. We wish you could, but we might have to create a whole other series after inshallah, 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 the ceasefire happens. And there's a little bit more safety and a little bit more humanity shown to these people that we will be able to actually talk to a human being who's not worried about getting her kids into a safe space and not dying. 
in the middle of the night. So, so stay tuned for that. You know, a lot of people, you know, we're pivoting a little bit, uh, obviously, but part of the reason we are kick-ass is that, and I said the word, um, we are um, kick-ass is because we um, are able to do these things. You know, we have so many people that have, were, were like, you know, you guys have this platform, why are you not talking about it? And we are privileged. We recognize that we are privileged to be able to provide a platform for people, to your point, who are already doing the work, because we, we, we don't necessarily fear the unattended consequences that can come up or result from being able to share our um, opinions or our platform with other people that whose opinions are not necessarily as palatable um, as um, one would want or hope. And so that is I feel one of the reasons why we are kick-ass because we're like, okay, we're going to give this platform to somebody else because we do have uh, a half and half, uh, almost a half and half of non-Muslims versus Muslim um, listeners. And, you know, to the extent that you have listened um, and we're grateful that you have to Uzma and I over the years, you recognize, I hope that we do try to provide um, as you know, no fake news. We give our, we, we do our homework, our due diligence. We um, fact check and we double check to make sure that we're providing um, the the most accurate information. Another reason why we're kick-ass, by the way, because on top of our full-time jobs, we're doing these types of things too. And so, and, and in doing that, our hopes is, um, again, through that commonality of motherhood um, and wanting the best for our children, we can kind of get to some sort of at least understanding or at least agreement that we're going to agree to disagree, but perhaps our disagreements aren't going to be um, impact impacting somebody's physical um, livelihood. So that's just kind of where we are. So I, I, I love that we were able to just do that and like flip the script and we're like, let's get this, let's get this done. Yeah. And I think that another reason that this podcast is kick-ass, that we make a kick-ass duo, is because we don't agree with all of our guests. Yes. We do not, categorically yeah. do not agree with some of their viewpoints. But do we think that they have the right to exercise them? Yes, we do. Not because we're American, but that's Islam too. You know, yes. there's no compulsion to religion. Some people are probably doing things in ways that we don't experience or observe Islam, but they're here the reality of living in this country. And we see movements to suppress that. That is inherently wrong to us because look at what's happening to us now. Like yeah. when we're trying to give the truth out, when we're trying to send information out, we are being suppressed actively. I'm not even posting anything original. I'm reposting yeah. yes. from the Palestinian diaspora what they know yes. and their truth because I know they're being suppressed. So if I share it, then their word gets out. But then they block me too. Are you a believer in the power of supporting women's voices? Well, we've got an incredible opportunity for you. Momming While Muslims Patreon is here to make a difference, and we need your help to amplify women's voices like never before. With Patreon, you have the power to support us and to make a difference. You can become part of an exclusive community that uplifts women's voices from diverse backgrounds and experiences for just the price of a cup of coffee. We can all amplify these amazing voices together. But that's not all bonus. You'll get some pretty cool perks as well. Go to our Patreon and find out what those perks are and what level of support you'd like to give. Our goal is to reach 100 patrons by the end of the year, and we believe you can make it happen. So what are you waiting for? Go to mommyingwellmuslim.com, hit the Patreon button to sign up today. 
make a difference, be a part of something bigger, and support Momming While Muslims Patreon. Join us now and let's change the world one podcast at a time. So if we don't allow other people to share their truths, our truths die. So I think that that makes us very different from what exists out in all kinds of other Muslim sharing information knowledge spaces. We're more of an experience space. And this is the multifaceted, multi-experience of the Muslim American and Muslims from anywhere in the world are, we're not a monolith. So if we're not a monolith globally, we're certainly not going to be a monolith in our country over here. Yes. Um, We are a big melting pot. And there's lots of different ways that Islam shows up uh, for people who are not observing it and for people who are observing it, for people who are within the fold of Islam, for people who are absolutely not in line with another faith or don't align with any. And we want to be able to show them the entire rainbow of Islam that exists out there and Muslim Americans that exist out there. And that, I think, makes us kick ass. I absolutely love that. And, you know, uh, the one of the things that I really want to talk about, because we are going to be launching an amazing event in the DMV area, which is going to come, um, it's save the day for the people that are here and they're listening, or you want to, are you, or you're on the East coast and you want to make it a day, um, February 24th, 24, two, two, four, two, four, you know, I have a thing with numbers. So I wanted to, two, two, Four two four. So it's yeah, save that nice. date. Um, we're we're um, creating a cultural experience. It's going to be a fundraiser mm-hmm. for our another drum roll nonprofit that we finally, <laughs> finally, finally after years of trying, of trying and getting rejected <laughs> and going back to the border. I mean, obviously, if you're you're starting a a nonprofit. We're, we can talk about this on another day. Um, and it happens to be a Muslim nonprofit. It's a little bit more difficult to get approval. Um, and we had to jump through a couple more, um, couple of more steps than we would have, would, would we would have, but I wanted Uzma to take this time and share the journey of how it came to fruition. Um, how, when you called me, we were both like crying on the phone with goosebumps and the fact that it took two and a half, almost three years yeah. to make it a reality. I like, a, let's put a drum roll in here. Uzma, how did it happen? And introduce our nonprofit to the world. So do you want me to start with the name? Yeah. So our nonprofit is called Hoa Multimedia. And we might have spoken about this before. I feel like in presenting it to other women, we have yes. mentioned the name. Um, and Hoa, for those who uh, don't know, is the name of our mother Eve, the first woman. But in some translations, including Arabic, in our language, the language of our families, Urdu, Hawa is air, lifts you up. Right. So that's kind of mothers to us and Eve theory. If you've listened to the podcast, you know, it's mm-hmm. really near and dear to my heart. My first podcast conference where I'm like, let me go and, you know, see what's out there. What is the technology that's happening? What's around the corner? How can we make our podcast better? And they were talking about how the next wave of podcasting is, you know, these big companies like uh, uh, NBC, ABC, the major networks buying up podcasts because they see that, you know, this is a way to get their message out. This is a way to get more sponsorships now that radio is kind of obsolete. People have all these like music apps and stuff. People will get podcasts onto them. So all of that was happening at that point. And I was getting scared because indie podcasters like us, which means independent podcasters, what happens to us? Because when you join a network, you got the fine print now that you've got to fill out. Ownership was really important to us, which is why we didn't accept like Google opportunities because we were like, that's a lot of money and a lot of zeros, but we lose ownership of the content. That was big. 
and then to have to censor ourselves in any way, because again, any suppression of truth to us is several opportunities lost and it's not being in integrity with ourselves as Muslims. Yeah. Um, so I heard this and a lot of these indie podcasters are like, well, what are we going to do? There's got to be some way to protect ourselves. And it was literally as I'm listening to this, I'm like writing my notes and I wrote like a poop emoji because I was like, oh God, what's going to happen to us? And then it just came. It was like, Hawa, you know, that's our mother. That is air. If we rise, we rise together. You can lift, you can do, that's how you do a hot air balloon. You know, it's not just yeah. one person. Yeah. There's lots of little particulates of gas that are getting up there. And I was like, let's be gas. So um, it started from the poop emoji. Started to the from gas. the poop emoji to get, the, so you okay, see the, the evolution. Okay. <laughs> to me, frantically texting Zeba in the middle, because I started crying right there. And I'm like in the second row and the speaker's still talking. Probably thought I was insane. I'm already like crying. And I'm like, our mother Eve has come to us. This is, we have to do this. Like, this is how we protect ourselves. Because at the time I was listening to a lot of independent Muslim women podcasters. I didn't know there were so many out there. I was Mm -hmm. like, how do we keep our messages up? Even though some of the messages we did not agree with. But it was like, you know what? It's still important that they're there. They still have the right to be heard. Everybody does. Everybody deserves the right to exist as we are learning on the news every day. Not everybody believes that. Yes. These are people in power. So if we don't get empowered, what will happen to us? Our voices and our truths will die. So how well multimedia is an attempt to preserve women's voices, all women's voices, to make sure that they can continue speaking their truths without worrying about how do we produce it. Podcasting can be very expensive. I'm yes. sure like putting stuff and in time print, consuming and time consuming. So it's a matter of having the resources. So how well multimedia will be a nonprofit that is dedicated to providing those resources to these independent women in media who are trying to get their perspectives across, trying to get their truths across, trying to open all of our eyes to, hey, you know what? There's another way of looking at this and maybe somebody's life could depend on it. And I think that that is going to be a huge undertaking for us, a huge responsibility that we are welcoming with open arms and Hoa lifts us up. A hundred percent. And, you know, um, I always say, um, Uzma, when I presented her with the podcast idea for Mommy One Muslim, she jumped in feet first without even thinking about it. And then I'm jumping in head first without even thinking about it because that's just the the type of relationship that the, it's funny because I always joke, I don't share um, my personal accounts with my husband, but I have a couple accounts with Ozma that I yeah. share with. But so, so just, that just goes to show you, right. Um, and, and our combined and shared passion for making sure all women's voices are heard again, we don't have to agree, but when we go to these, we're fortunate enough, we get asked to go to podcasting conferences. And I would say 99% of the time, we're the only Muslim podcast there, one, and let alone Muslim female podcast, forget it. And we're just, and, and instead of being like, oh, we want to be the only ones in the space. We're like, why are there not more Muslim women in the space? And we've talked to them, we've tried, and we are, we've acknowledged that Uzma and I are privileged. One, we're a duo. So we split, divide and conquer. We have until recently um, have been financially able to sustain the podcast on our own without having to take um, funds from other people. And three, we, because we're uh, a little bit more vocal about certain things, we are, we definitely feel more comfortable in those types of spaces, even on our own, whereas other Muslim women, 
perhaps, or underrepresented women do not necessarily feel that same level of comfort in those spaces. And our goal is to kind of be that collective, that shared experience, so that when they are in those spaces, because their their opinions, their voices, their their point of view are valid that we can kind of be there to help facilitate that. So that's the other um, reason why, because it is something that Osman and I are super passionate about. Um, we, like I said, have been working from theory to reality over three and a half years, but in uh, hard for the last two years. And the fact that it's finally coming to fruition is a dream come true for both of us. And another of the reasons why we are totally kick ass. Absolutely. hundred percent. I'm so excited that we did this together. This is great. I know. Just I'm the podcast, super, super excited. But like- Absolutely. And, and now, um, since we kind of unveiled what everyone's going to be thinking about and hopefully coming to that event on the 24th of February of next year. 22424. 22424. Yes. We should make a song about I know. it, maybe. We should make a song about it. But And it's going to be a very different type of fund- fundraiser. It's going to be a cultural experience, um, it, an immersive experience. To, to highlight the, the vast diversity that we have within our own community and to, to amplify the beauty that each culture, each ethnicity that brings to our uh, tapestry of, of, you know, Muslim Americans. So please stay tuned, come back to our socials. We will be starting to promote that in November. But you know, we always do that 90 seconds for everybody else. Rapid wrap our rapid fire. So Osma, we're gonna start. I'm gonna start with you. What is a book that you are currently reading? So I just finished the one with her allergies too. Sadly. Oh my god, I'm like draining like crazy. I'm so sorry. Um I just finished the Outlander book nine. Go Tell the Bees That I'm Gone by Diana Gabaldon. And I am on her Facebook page because she's releasing excerpts of book 10. Okay. What are you reading right now? I just received the book, How to Win an Argument by Hassan Mehdi. Um, I happened to hear him speak at um, at an event a couple of weeks ago and he was promoting his book. So I'm just starting to read and, you know, and, and it's not how to argue. Right. Say. It's more of how to win an argument, how to trust, you know, and I feel like especially with the time that we're in right now, any type of, you know, reading where you can kind of stand your own, um, be able to state your truth without escalating or elevate, escalating uh, the situation, I think is the best thing for us to do. Um, what is... Uh, what is one of your most, you, I know this, but I want other people to know as she's sneezed dorm right now, poor lady. What is one of the most used emojis that you use? The laughing face with the tears. But over the last two weeks, it's been the tears crying. How about you? Um, mine is the skull emoji because my kids have taught me that the skull emoji actually means laugh out loud. I, that is so weird to me. Is that weird? But it's so I was like, how does that happen? And they're like, you know, like, I'm dead, like I'm dead from laughing. So it's the skull emoji. I'm dead for laughing. I still type Um, LOL. So I'm really not cool, right? That's so funny. You know, I do the skull emoji, skull emoji, skull emoji. And because it makes it seem well, one, my kids think that I'm like, cool. Mm. They probably don't. But um, they, they for sure don't. But at least they're not making fun of me for saying LOL. Yeah, yeah. What is your biggest mommying win this week? I'm not going to say in your life because A, four kids, and that's a lot of mommying. So this week, biggest mommying win. Okay. I, we went 
to the opener and I, I this because it made me feel really badly in the moment because again I can get grumpy sometimes it might not appear to be and on occasion I get grumpy so we were um actually at a work event before going to the the Washington Wizards opening and you know my youngest was super excited but and and being kind of excited wasn't necessarily you know acting the way that he I felt he should have been acting in a situation like that. Mm. Um, and instead of explaining it to him, I kind of was like, just knock it off, stop it. And the poor kid didn't quite understand why I was being um, annoyed or frustrated right. with him. And, you know, the, the night went on, it was whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the next morning I was, you know, when I do my journaling and all of that stuff, I recognized I was getting annoyed with him and he was rightfully not understanding and not understanding why I was getting annoyed with him. So when he woke up, I made it a point to apologize to him for that um, and explain to him that I didn't, I, it was my fault because I didn't teach you because you'd never been in a situation like that before. Mm -hmm. So I definitely feel like that was a mommying win. Whenever you can become humble and ask your children for forgiveness when you've legitimately done something wrong, I think that that's um, obviously improvement. And inshallah, he sees and recognizes that, you know, I'm human and I make mistakes and I will own those mistakes if I do make them. But what about you? Because I know you always have plenty. No, I don't. I'm always messing she up. Does. But Alhamdulillah, this week I went on not one, but two dates oh, with woo! their father, my yes. husband. Yes. And, that and was why important. is that a win? Why is that a mommy? Win? <clears throat> because Let's we, talk about that. we haven't gone out together for a non-child related thing in many, many months. And so, you know, we're always at their events together, but that's not really a date, you know, even these were like, I think one was a fundraiser. One was a comedy show because Basim Yusuf was in town. I can't tell any, like if you're in the Muslim diaspora, you all need to go to the Basim Yusuf show. I don't care if you do the Arabic version or the English version, whatever you can understand. It was the most affirming, validating, safe, as well as tragically funny experience. And we all just needed to have that and be able to say anything because we're always policing our speech yeah. outside of this podcast. Like we have yeah. our livelihoods are at stake. Our safety is at stake. Everybody sees this. Call care if you don't know. So we went to that, but um, the other one was a fundraiser. And I remember my oldest, we were like going from the soccer pitch directly to our date. And grandpa was like taking the kids home. And the kids were like, wait, you're going out? We're like, yeah. Together? Yeah. Like together. And like, when are you going to be back? Like they're like asking us all these questions. And I'm like, why is there, do you need me for something? He's like, no, I just, yeah. I just want to know if you're going to be back late or not. I was like, yeah, we're going to be back late. Yes. But dinner's already on the table. It's already ready for you. If there's anything you need, just call us. So it was like their concern for, wait, you're going out. And then the next night, wait, you're going out again. Again, like, what are you doing? Yeah. But also normalizing for them that we come back better parents when we have yes. kind of reconnected and spent some time. And to know that even these teenagers who ordinarily don't want to have a lot to do with us, are like concerned, like, hey, but yeah. I still need you. Yeah, because usually what happens is like, uh, you're like me a lot, like I have to go to an event or he has to go to that right. and then one of them is staying home with the kiddo, but they do like having us in the background. And why that's <laughs> affirming is it's, it's again, modeling this behavior that before them, you were husband and wife, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and you're kind of, as the kids are getting older, at least for me, I can't speak for you, that you're kind of getting back into that, oh, 
we're going to be husband and wife again, Ooh. you know, like as we're like pretty soon, yeah. like I'm, I, like in another year, I'm going to be only with two kids and which does, it sounds crazy, but it's only two kids when you've had four, like it's only half of your yeah. kids. So I feel like that is a very important mommying win for you. And I know that it's difficult for you guys with your busy schedule. So mm. I applaud you Thank for that. You. I applaud you too. Good job apologizing Yay. and showing that ego is not important. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like if we don't parent from the nuffs, right? Like that's ultimately what my goal is, is to kind of help people being like, okay, there's the nuffs and then there's parenting without the nuffs. And let's, let's focus on that because it really does um, create better um, family dynamic. It creates um, a closer, uh, you know, no one's perfect, but it does create a closer experience with your child. Um, and honestly, it just translates to everything else in your life. Makes motherhood so, better. It ends war um, yes. when you suppress that. Because we can see what happens when you let the nuts yes. or your ego run away with you. Get in the way. So, the way. Yeah. yeah. Let's nip it in the bud. Let's all but rise together I- like Hoa. that's the perfect ending i love it everybody else save two two four two four on your calendars if you have any questions about it email salam at mommywellmuslim.com if zeba tells you that it's too late to get involved just i'll I'll help i check the email so you know i'll make sure yeah i don't check the email she does yeah it is really a unique experience and it's very complicated and very involved which is which is why i was like zeba i'm not organizing any of it you just, yes. when I show up, just assign me a task and I will do it, you know? And I, she has a big task, guys. Be ready. And if you it. have attended our events, if you have come out with us or you have uh, attended our retreats, you know that she really gets into the nitty gritty and really makes an experience for people to remember so much that they want to keep coming back. So inshallah, this is the first of many. I'm really excited because it's a one day event. So stay tuned, everybody. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, everybody. Will. And then again, if you are an expert on Palestine, you are Palestinian, you have any kind of contacts that can can share that experience with Again, like 40% in of our listeners, 40% of our listeners are non-Muslim. They're here because they want to know. So yes. you are free to say whatever you want to. Even if people didn't want to hear it, you would still be safe to say whatever you want to because we are here to protect you and make sure yes. that we elevate your voice. So this is our platform. Please come on. Salam at mommywellmuslim.com. Jazakallah everyone. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzma on Momming While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Momming While Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.